Hey, Art Breakers, welcome back to another Breakdown Bonus episode. Today, I'm joined by everybody's favorite co-host. It's ex-co-worker, Justin. I love getting to be on the other side of seeing you in the studio that I used to record in. Yeah. <laughs> you like, does, it like, yeah does it scare you? Like, oh my God, it's not that room. I forgot. It's a bit of a jump scare. And for context yeah. for everybody listening, so Justin is at work. I'm, I work mornings now, so we're recording in the afternoon. Justin is in the, the production studio that I used to record in. I look like I've just been hit by a bus. I just woke up from a fat nap because I work early mornings. You know that meme? It's like that Brad stall where she's like smudged mascara and uh, like messy. Uh, that is me. So I just- Are you to- on Are you on Jasper TikTok? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's what I look like right now. That's literally what I looked like when Justin opened the camera for us to break down this episode. The, the 5 a.m. wake up call is kicking my ass. You just gotta- up the caffeine intake and then those naps are key. Dustin, I have anxiety. I had to give up caffeine. Okay. Well, then definitely nap. Well, anyway, just a little heads up. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find the Breakup Breakdown podcast on Instagram at Breakup Breakdown podcast. Don't forget if you have a breakup story that you want to tell on the Breakup Breakdown or if you have somebody you want us to look into, the breakup submission form is in the episode description. So this week's main episode dealt with a a bunch of different things. But the first thing I want to kick off with is love bombing. We haven't talked about love bombing on the podcast in a hot second. So I thought this would be a great time to define what it is and how I feel like it fits into this episode. Love bombing is a form of psychological and emotional abuse that involves a person going above and beyond for you in an effort to manipulate you into a relationship with them. It looks different for every person, but it usually involves some form of excessive flattery or praise, over communication of their feelings for you, showering you with unneeded and unwanted gifts, early and intense talks about your future together. And that is the final one where I feel like this perfectly slides into place with this episode. They meet in Vegas. They hit it off. They are so obsessed with each other. They're falling into infatuation. And he pulls the I love you. I think like two days into meeting her. And what I think is so interesting, other than the fact that this is so wrong, like I totally feel like this is a love bombing situation where he said I love you as as a way to manipulate her into catching feelings. My personal opinion. I also think it's an interesting question to think about. What's the criteria for being allowed to say I love you? Do you know what I mean? Because I I know that saying I love you within two days of meeting someone feels a little manipulative and wrong. But when you lay it out on paper, I sound like an asshole. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I say if he loves her or not. Well, and and I feel like it's one of those things like it's the reason this the like when can you say I love you comes up is because like everyone wants like you have to make it to the three week mark or the two month mark. Like they want a defined answer. And I don't think you can really have one because like in my relationships a lot of the times like we waited a really long time in a few of them and then like Nicole and I said it a lot earlier than I even thought I was ready for but like but like she said it and I was like well I mean I do I just wasn't I didn't think we were saying this yet you know what I mean Um, why didn't you feel like you were ready for it I didn't want to scare her off you know what I mean like I thought it was too early on in a relationship to say that we were probably like maybe a month and a half in maybe and it was you know it was on and off dating and and the reason also felt kind of shorter was she w- it was long distance for probably three of those weeks. You know, it was like we were dating, but like it was more just texting and calling each other more than like actually going out to a restaurant or going to a movie or something like that. So, yeah, I, I think a lot of times it might not even be a love bombing thing, but I think people resort to saying I love you because they don't know how to communicate the actual feeling the person's making them feel like you make me feel more confident. You make me feel good about myself. You fa- 
like like they just kind of group that into like an I love you and here you go. Yeah, you support me and that makes me feel good. I love you. Instead of saying all of that is just I love you. So like there's there's that. Yeah, we were talking about that on the morning show that I'm a part of, the Burt show for everyone who's just getting to know me personally. And we were talking about how there are two members of the show that have never said I love you or have never been in love before. And that was me and the other resident single person on the show. His name is Mo. He's got a podcast if you want to check it out. It's called In the Moment. But he has actually said the words, I love you to somebody. And But he admitted that he's never been in love before. And I thought that was interesting conveying that feeling but not being in love yeah. because to me that's the reason I've never said it to anybody is because I have never felt like I've been in love with anybody and so. that might be because like you're really good at articulating what you're feeling from a guy's perspective having someone that finally cares about you more than your bros who you don't really talk to them because you don't want to burden them with your feelings and all this stuff you don't understand that there's somebody that can understand you or is willing to understand and hear your problems and care about it so you automatically go wow this feeling that i have because they're listening to me that's love and it might not be you know it might not in that moment you might think it is but then like as you get down the line you go oh no this person's just willing to like hear me out like a therapist (laughs) yeah (laughs) no i think that's also sometimes why men and women or men have a harder time just being friends with women is because they are starved for that kind of emotional attention from their friends there was um i i keep going back to tiktok but there was a tiktok of a woman who was like i have two guy friends and the one guy didn't even know the other guy friend was engaged and it's like wait you're friends and you don't talk about this and it's like yeah dudes just don't we don't talk about like that kind of stuff with each other and there was a there was a follow-up video of that that went into like the quote-unquote psyche of it that claimed guys are told from an early age not to express feelings like it's a, a sign of weakness and a burden and so talking to your bros about how you're feeling or if you're struggling is a burden and because I like my friends I'm not going to do that so I'm just going to talk sports and 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 not bother them with my problems I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because my my guy friends and I like we we do talk about some of that stuff now but in college it was like do not no do not bring that up to me I am too drunk to care right now <laughs> you know that's so sad to me I'm like thinking of that's all me and my friends talk about is obviously the boy issues that we're having but also like when my therapist can't pick up or when my therapist goes to me I'm like hello <laughs> can you listen to me vent about what I'm going on what's going on in my life don't know how I'm feeling and sometimes you do have to like talk it out to understand what you're feeling you know like sometimes you really do have to just like say things word jargon until it finally is like that's what I meant you know Mm. um but yeah I don't know I don't know if I fully agree with the like guys don't do that take but um either way I feel like that might be part of why somebody would say the words I love you and not mean it or I mean like I'm the same person like if someone said they love me like I love you to me I probably just say it back because I'm like I not not saying it (laughs) definitely not not saying it now you know I know it's like how do you respond thanks pal (laughs) you too my guy (laughs) Uh, dude no one's ever said the word I love you that wasn't that was like a romantic interest so I haven't run into that problem just yet so you will I mean because I remember my very first girlfriend that said it like it was like a whole thing it was like a whole ordeal to say it to each other again we were at that point we were like 
like 17. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know if it's different now. Like we're all obviously much more mature than when we were when we were 17, but it was like such a thing to say yeah. when that happened. So I think I kind of know that when I get into the right relationship, I just feel like we'll get each other, if that makes sense. I, I think I'm past the the phase of having a lukewarm relationship where mm-hmm. we're sort of like not sure about each other's feelings. I'm just at a place in my life we're either going to work out or we're not going to work out. You know what I mean? I don't want to force something. So I kind of feel like if I do get to that point and if somebody else gets to that point with me, it'll be because we're kind of on the same page. I would place bets on that it would happen fairly quickly in that relationship in that in that sense because in your case, you know what you're looking for and hopefully at that same point, that person knows what they're looking for so you guys would just, it would like click. You know what I mean? So let's try and let's be a little prescriptive before we move on. If you had to have a license to say I love you to someone for you to like really mean it, what do you think are the three criteria you think that person needs to meet? Like do you think it needs to involve a certain amount of time? Do you need to have some kind of active selflessness what's your take on that definitely not time wow okay definitely not time because like like again like my my buddy who is going through a lot of rough stuff a girl who is also going through a lot of rough stuff and them together are so great and he called me because i check in on him all the time because he was really in a rough spot until he met her and i mean they were like probably three weeks in and he's like yeah we already said i love you to each other and i'm like good for you man because like you two i from again from an eagle-eyed view i'm looking at this relationship and they do complement each other in that aspect now in what we were just talking about i do believe they may be saying I love you more as like you're helping me through this tough time and so we're in love because we're helping each other but I think for them it's good for them to be able to say that to each other because I think they understand what it means so like so saying like you can't say it until you're two months in like well then they still wouldn't be saying it and they both overthink things so like maybe it would be like oh well they haven't said it yet so maybe they don't you know stuff like that I definitely wouldn't put a timetable on it the only reason I would put time in my three criteria is I think for you to genuinely mean that you love someone you have to see somebody when they're not lovable and still want to love them. That to me is what I love you means. I'm not saying that you can't see that side of somebody in two weeks. I'm just saying that it's not likely, if that makes sense. Yeah. So maybe it's not like a timetable thing. It's like you have to see them through a tough moment or tough time, whatever that may be, to really understand that. It's a bullet point, but it's not time specific. But it's like you have to go through this thing, this moment, whether it's one side or the other. I don't know. You're at the check outline and the cashier does something stupid and she goes ballistic on them because of something and you're like oh i still want to date you after this yep yep <laughs> i still want to go home and make those tacos with you yeah okay so do they say i love you to each other within like two days of meeting each other they get together and they end up dating for about three years i believe you know some sketchy stuff goes down and they decided they're going to take a break but within this break they're still saying i love you to each other she said that they were still planning on getting back together with the other but during this break he ends up (laughs) marrying somebody else but we could just label that as cheating if you cheat while you're on a break this is like the classic age-old friends debate it's literally we were on a break is that cheating i mean technically no (laughs) but you know what you're doing when you hook up with somebody and you're on a quote-unquote break you're like fully breaking it off at that point if you're still saying i love you to each other or text 
texting each other like that, then there's still something there. If it's like, uh, we need a break and you break up and you're not talking to each other and you're upset and you're like, I'm just going to go out and have a one night stand, you know where that where that path goes. Like that means you're done done. So in my mind, in the psyche of the person doing that, uh, and th it might not be that in this case, this person might have been trying to use that as a chance to get a second life, essentially. You know, if, you, if you're in a break and you go and cheat on somebody, in the back of your mind, you're essentially ripping the band-aid off where you at that relationship it was only half off you know like it's either fully done or it's not and hooking up with somebody's gonna make it fully done that's exactly how i feel whether or not you want to consider it actually cheating i would never get back with you after that now i think the hard thing is, is like what back to the timetable situation how long is a break versus an actual breakup because if yeah. you break up and it's you know just three weeks we get to get back together after the three weeks i still would not want to get back together with you even if we weren't on a break i would still be like you moved on that quick physically like what the what the, what the hell i i agree there would still be some questions like yo what's going on and i i think a legit answer i know this might not be the one you want to hear but a legit answer would be like i was upset i went out i got drunk and i hooked up with somebody and it meant nothing and to me it's like okay fine then don't be an idiot again and i know that might not be the answer everyone wants to hear in that sense but but i can see the like just angry at the situation even maybe thinking it was going to happen for two weeks and it doesn't so then you go out one night on a Friday and stupid stuff happens. And I'll bring this up because this was a debate that we had had on the show and I didn't really know how I wanted to answer it. So let's say you're in a relationship with somebody and you haven't broken up yet. You're fighting and it feels like you're going to break up and you sleep with someone else. What's your take on that? That you're still together. You didn't you didn't end it. If it's like one of those things where like you're still going home, if you're living together in this scenario, you're still going home and saying goodnight to each other and texting even though it's feeling like there's a there's an end date, an expiration date on the on the relationship. That's still cheating. My thoughts exactly. I had one that was like the opposite of that in high school, where we were we were very much interested in each other. Like it was very obvious we wanted to date, and I forget how we got to the conclusion, but we decided to just be friends with benefits. Which for a guy in high school is like, yeah, this is great. Like you know, sure. And then when a third party entered the chat that was also on the same page of just being friends with benefits mm -hmm. that's when all hell broke loose to to describe it lightly it didn't go over well with the first person okay. and i was like well we're just friends with benefits but looking back i mean it's been more than 10 plus years like we we very much had feelings for each other yeah but we didn't want to put a label on it and so then i was like okay like being a dumb high school kid okay let's go talk to other people and i did and it went horribly it was not going over well yeah learn from justin's mistake but that but that's not cheating right i don't know it's it sounds like it meant more than just, you know, a little friends of benefit situation. It was, it was, yeah, it was her friend and that probably didn't help things. Then what happens is he marries this other person. She's like, okay, well, our relationship is done. I want nothing to do with you. And he ends up sending her a letter, basically listing off all the reasons why he decided to run off with this woman and elope. He explained to her that he had had some heart problem that had come back from his childhood and it was terminal and he didn't want to do that to her and her child by like attaching himself to them and it was this whole mm. 
shtick where she was like, okay, well, this is BS. You've never once talked about this heart problem. I was conflicted when I was listening because I had a moment where I was like, well, what if he really does have this, you know, heart problem and you really didn't, you know, want to attach them. But then I was like, wait a second, but you got married to some other person. So you're okay with with latching yourself onto that person? When you were saying it, in my mind, it sounded like a little bit of manipulation for, I guess, lack of a better word, but another way to kind of spin the story so you're not the bad guy in a way. Yeah. This whole story, I feel like, has had multiple forms of manipulation, whether it was saying I love you, and I'm not saying it was an intentional way of trying to manipulate her emotions, but I think saying it after two days could be a little bit... Well, and I I think sometimes manipulation, you don't realize you're doing it until you, like, look back at the situation. You're like, well, I said it this way, but then you see, like, everything that came with it or the way that it went, and you're like, oh, that was kind of manipulative of me. Or I was doing something that I knew put myself first instead of somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Which if you've done somebody wrong and you married someone at the last, or like randomly, not great. But something that I always find really sad in these stories is when kids are involved. And I feel like I've had a lot of stories where kids have been the victims of some of these relationships as well. And so both of them had kids. So he had kids. I think she has one child. And she was talking about how difficult it's been because she had a relationship with his kid. And I thought about how unfair that was that you could be in those kids' lives for three years and be sort of a parental figure. And you don't have any rights to them because you weren't their step-parent officially. You didn't right. And I think they want to have a relationship with her. So do you think it's messed up of him to not let him let her have a relationship with them? Or do you think he has every right because he's their parent and they were never married? Weirdly enough, I side with him on that one. Like, okay. no, I, I I understand that you want to be involved uh, with kid. Like, I don't know, parenting stuff like, yes, that makes a whole nother wrinkle in like bringing people to the house. Like it's, it's a whole nother step in that like form of relationship, like you meeting the kid is a whole thing because it is one of those things like if that relationship doesn't work out it's hard to explain to a four-year-old why said person isn't around anymore and i can see him from being like you know i would be the same way like if i were or if i were dating somebody that had a kid and then we broke up i'd still want to know like oh how's the kid doing you know they were they were trying out for football or they were practicing this i'd love and i was helping them like i would want to know i would want that kind of closure in that story but that uh can be really even more confusing and and muddy up the situation altogether again on top of it so i kind of side with him and say no but i know how hard that would be because i would definitely be in her shoes like i would want to still have that relationship with that person yeah i definitely think it's an unfair situation because on a human level i think she should be able to have a relationship with those kids especially Mm -hmm. if they need a parental figure in their life it doesn't really sound to me like maybe there's a solid home structure and if there's a responsible adult around that they really respect i think that I feel like that could be really beneficial to the kids. However, I kind of feel like if they're not 18 and they're not adults, it is kind of up to their parental figure to be able to decide who can and cannot be in their life as much as as unfair as I think that is. Yeah, I agree. Um, like I, this, the answer I'm saying, it's not the answer I want to say. <laughs> I feel, I feel the exact same way because I'm like, yeah. you just want those kids to have like a good life, especially if they yeah. had a really great relationship with her. And that's sad. I could imagine, even though she 
she wasn't their step parent, maybe it felt like she was a stepmother. And And maybe the kids would be a million times better off with her in their life. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's not up to her or the kids, really. It's up to the parents until they're 18. And then, you know, that's a whole nother situation. And the final thing that happened that really made me believe that the letter was a form of manipulation is that he had a little bit of a last ditch effort and he told her that the woman that he married roofied him and that's how he, I know this is getting really dark now um, <laughs> roofied him and that's how he she convinced him or I don't know got him to the altar but she was like I saw those photos he looked very much alive and I've told you before that I believe that I was roofied at a bar I wasn't capable of getting married or con- or like saying vows or smiling in a photo yeah and I don't know uh, yeah I like obviously that's a whole drug situation and I don't know how people react to those drugs but from everything I've understood from the little bit I know about it is yeah you're 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 gonzo right like you're not there's no way to really kind of continue going with knowing all the backstory knowing all the quote-unquote manipulation it seems like more manipulation I I just I feel like isn't there like a whole thing with weddings like you have to be in good mind and good health or something like that like there is a part of that too so I know it makes me wonder how anybody's able to get hitched in Vegas like is anybody right mind when they're in Vegas. I doubt it. I mean, it's Vegas. You know, there's a lot going on. It's Vegas. I just had a buddy, I just had a buddy there for the uh, Taylor Swift concert and he said it was wild. So I can't wait. I'm going to be on another level when I see Tay Tay in, oh my gosh, a little over a month. I'm so excited. But anyway, I brought up the roofie thing, A, because it was a part of the story, but B, I actually carry around these little slips of paper where you can test your drinks. Yeah drugs in them i'll actually i'll link them in this episode description if anybody's if anybody cares about uh you know staying safe well they're this it's so bad do you care about being safe while you're at our bar but if you if that's something you want to be conscious about if you know that happens in your area um i'll link those in the episode I, description especially now that we're doing all the paper straw stuff and this isn't like hate on paper straws but why not put whatever is in those things that can test that liquid why not just put it in the paper straw and i know a lot of people don't drink beer and stuff like that with a straw i do but if, you, if you i know i it's more of that's more of like a, a a female thing i feel like guys don't really drink through a straw that much yeah for, but, getting, for beer. But, but i know um one of my close friends here got roofied and, he, and he's a guy Although I think he might have gotten a drink from someone, something that was intended for a girl. But it does mm-hmm. happen to men, too. Oh, yeah. I I mean, honestly, there's a few times in college that, like, if you told me that's what happened, I'd believe you. But, like, why not have the straws have that technology in them? We're like, they're white usually, you know, because it's like a paper straw. But, like, if you take a sip and it happens to have that stuff in it, there'll be a black line that comes on the outside of the straw or something. And then that gives you an idea of something not great happening. And I know at that point you've maybe already taken a sip, but at least then you can stop yourself and get out of that situation, hopefully. Well, one sip is better than a whole drink because then maybe, That's what I mean. yeah, at least maybe then you can get yourself out of that situation. Or maybe you'll end up getting married in Vegas. Who knows? Well, anyway, thank you, coworker Justin, for once again coming on and being free labor for me for my podcast. Um, no problem. Appreciate all that you do for us. Be sure to check out Justin on Instagram. What's your username? It's at Justin C on the air. Justin C on the air. Should check a lot out. Of, a lot of baby content to come. Oh my gosh, I forgot the countdown is on when does she do may may 23rd hell yeah brother we're excited for you to become father justin <laughs> father Justin, and for you to be our our baby correspondent our baby daddy correspondent oh man 